evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio, a show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are a photo finish at this year's Kentucky Derby, a magnificent finish, uh, Renegades versus Defenders, who will come out on top at the inaugural XFL Championship game. The Rangers are looking for answers at the head coach position. The Panthers' dominance continues. The second round of the NHL playoffs continues. An early playoff exit leads to coaching changes in Milwaukee. Things are tightening up in the second round of the NBA playoffs. With that, I give you our assistant chief for our fire brigade, Colton Cow. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we're here again on a on a Thursday night. Beautiful, beautiful day here in Ohio. Finally, the weather's starting to start to turn. So uh, hopefully, summer summer is upon us. Hopefully, but uh, before we uh, before we get get started, we're going to give a quick uh, quick shout out, quick. Uh, advertisement from our sponsor uh bet stamp um use them for all your various betting betting needs uh ad will kind of explain a little bit of you know how it works and uh what bet stamp can can do for your for your betting game so stick with us we'll be right back uh, after this short commercial break today's podcast is brought to you by the bet stamp app which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free the same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find the best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sports book will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sports books will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. BetStamp allows you to easily line shop for the most profitable odds across all sports books. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even future bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of long-term winning. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code FIREDUP and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterward. Check it out. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, like Matt mentioned before the break, uh, going to recap the exciting uh, exciting stuff happening down in, down in Louisville, Kentucky this past weekend uh, with the running of the 149th Kentucky Derby. Uh, like Matt mentioned, uh, fifteen to one, you know, finishing odds. Uh, Mage took home the roses. Um, you know, this this is uh, you know again kind of continues the trend or run of you know long shots winning this winning this thing. Um, you know, it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, you know, I had mentioned before the show or you know uh, in last week's show when we previewed this thing that you know you typically have to be up towards the front after you know kind of first you know mile or half mile of the track. Uh, was not the case for Mage. Uh, he got off to a real, real slow start in this one, but uh, you know, down the back stretch, he really made a made his move. Really made you know made some, made a run at it here, and um, even even more exciting for him. I mean, this was only you know previous to this race, he'd only raced three other times. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't know. Yeah, another another you know crazy uh you know obviously not as long of a long shot as last year, but still you know not a horse that that was predicted to to be up there towards the top and not only towards the top but wind up you know taking home the you know just shy of two million dollar purse so uh matt what's your what's your thoughts on this uh you know on the on the race or you know just in general yeah you know it's fun to watch another long shot win this thing at a 15 to 1 i mean 
not not near as good as a 90 to one last year <laughs> right, but, right you know we'll take it and i really i mean it was a couple long shots because it was followed in second place by two fills mm-hmm. which was i mean nine to one right that's not exactly you know favorite game either and then mm-hmm. followed by the co-favorite and age of empire yeah um but you know the, the race is really kind of marred by a, a lot of horses that didn't Could, make the yeah, race you right know? right the, the, the derby favorite there in forte he was he was the four to one favorite at the time he scratched mm-hmm. and, uh, due to some illness there he, it was uh bruised right front foot that wasn't so yeah man it actually happened the, the morning of the mm-hmm. race um you know wasn't wasn't able to go but you know even though you know even though he wasn't able to go you know obviously was the somewhat of the clear favorite the whole the whole week uh this this field was still pretty loaded i mean still three of the top five horses from the qualifying that they had were still still in the race so there's still a lot of you know still a lot of strong horses in the in the field um but you know mage was able to you know come out come out on top um you know i think you know obviously angel of empire you know, was, was projected maybe do a little bit better, but, you know, obviously, you know, up there towards the, towards the top in the leaderboard. But I, I think, you know, big story is, you know, tap at trice, you know, one of the other, yeah. you know, kind of favorites or other favorites in the, in the field, um, you know, got off to a real bad start and just, you know, never really able to recover from, from there, you know, wind up finish seventh in the, in the bunch. Well, uh, you know, it's the, uh, the typical gray horse derby curse. Gray horses mm-hmm. never do well at the derby. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, I, I'm sure there's really nothing to it, but right. it just seems like the, the gray horses always, they, they, a lot of them have been predicted to go high, and then they end up in, in the middle or towards the end. Mm-hmm. They just they they don't have the days they're supposed to. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, them and fillies, the the, the the girl horses don't not, don't not, always not. fare well at the derby. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it uh, you know and um, you know obviously yeah, Mage did did well in this one. You know, gonna be able to you know I hope continue on. Obviously, this is the first leg of the of the Triple Crown. You know, uh, May twentieth is the is the Preakness. You know, the second the second leg, and obviously finish up with the with the Belmont in June to you know ta- you know round out the the, the Triple Crown. So we'll see because uh, I think yeah, last year it was you know Rich Strike, obviously big long shot took home the Kentucky Derby, but then didn't, didn't race the you know round. didn't even race in the Preakness Stakes. So I'm hoping that you know we you know maybe get to witness some some magic here or whatever. I'm hoping you know Mage continues his run and you know is able to participate in the preakness and you know see what he what he can do in that mm-hmm. um you know i know myself you know obviously a lot of money laid down on this on this <laughs> event every year i know myself came out with zero dollars uh <laughs> me as well my my horse that i you know put my money on and you know i talked about it on the show last week uh, reincarnate uh finished 13th in the race <laughs> so you know i must I, I don't listen to me when it comes to horse racing so but uh yeah, so we'll, we'll you know we'll see what what obviously you know if a lot of these same you know horses will be at the Preakness uh, you know I'm assuming obviously I'm hoping but right if he's not right you know, that, that's the whole you're running for the Triple Crown mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. trying to win the whole thing yeah yeah trying to you know make history that's only been done you know a handful a handful of times so uh, you know it'll be be interesting hope yeah hopefully he can uh, you know continue on you know and, and you know stay healthy and whatnot and keep keep the keep the magic going so all right well that's all we got then for kentucky derby horse racing uh we'll we'll, we'll preview the preakness here in a couple of weeks uh, and you know talk a little bit about it um but uh we're gonna move on to a little bit of more football news um yeah no no nfl talk this week but uh the xfl season you know, I think that they're counting their blessings. They made it through the season. They got one game, and that's the that's the championship game here left. 
Uh, you know, I think that they're, you know, happy to finally have made it, made it through the season. I think that's a big, a big step in the right, in the right direction for, for this league to, to stay afloat and keep, keep things going. Um, you know, I've been, been following them on their different social medias. A lot of the, a lot of the guys that, you know, are, have been playing on these XFL teams are getting calls from the NFL to be on their practice teams and get tryouts and things like that. So, that's you know, all a, a league like this, that that's what they want. Right. They, they want right. these guys to get exposure because that, that's going to make the next group of up and comers be like, you know, hey, right. I'll come play here for a year. Or right. Two. Yeah. So before, you know, before they, you know, possibly head on to the NFL or, you know, head to some training camps or whatnot, you know, big, big game between, uh, you know, the, the Arlington Renegades and the DC Defenders for, the somewhat inaugural XFL, you know, reboot championship, if you will. Uh, really, that's the first XFL championship mm. period. Okay, the, the, okay. The previous leagues never made it. This never far. made it this far. So yeah, this is going to be, you know, the first first time first time ever, uh, taking place at the Alamo Dome in, in San Antonio, Texas. Right now, Vegas has got got the defenders favored uh, by six six points in this one. Um, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this on this game? Um, obviously, the records. Totally opposite. I mean, totally opposite in this one. But you know, the Renegades are playing hot as of as of late. So that that sometimes is all that matters. So what do what do you think? Yeah, you know, they're saying they're hot, but shoot, their their record on the season's four and six. Right. Where you right. got DC at nine and one. Mm-hmm. This, this seems like it's the pretty lopsided. Speak for itself. Right. Uh, but just just some names to kind of bring up here. The Renegades. They're led by their quarterback uh, Luis Perez. He mm-hmm. was a Texas A&M Commerce, not not, not Texas A&M. A&M. We're talking right, about right, right. But you know, Texas A&M Commerce quarterback uh, and a, a running back. I'm sure Colton's real familiar with and Davion Smith, the, yep. the running back out of Michigan. Yep. And they've got the wide receiver Tyler Vaughn out of U- USC. So mm-hmm. you know, they, they've got some college star power there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defenders, though, on offense, they're led by quarterback Jordan Tamu, who was the uh, Old Miss quarterback there a few years back. Right. Uh, running back Abram Smith, an, another big time college program running back from Baylor. Okay, and a wide receiver Lucky Jackson, who was uh, the Western out of Western Kentucky. Okay, uh, on defense, though, the the, the Renegades are are led by linebacker uh, Donald Payne, who okay. played at college named Stetson. I, I'm assuming nope. that's, that's a, in Florida. Florida, okay. yep. yeah, D two probably D three. D- not D- real D2, sure. I think, yeah. And uh, then they get a, get a little better here on defense with cornerback uh, Will Hill, who okay. came, came out of Florida. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they got a little more star power there. And right. the defender's defense, led by a couple of linebackers, Francis Bernard, who played for Utah, mm-hmm. and linebacker Reggie Northrup, who was a Florida State linebacker. Okay, yeah. And then uh, looking at some stats on these teams, you got D.C. was third in the league in passing yards with mm-hmm. 2,035 yards on the season. Yeah. Arlington was fifth in the league with 1,763 yards. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, not a ton of separation there. Right. And then even uh, running the ball, D.C. was third in the league in rushing with 1,408 yards. And the Renegades were, again, fifth in the league with 820 yards. So a Pretty close. decent yeah. gap there, yeah. but, you know, not too bad. But mm-hmm. it it's it's scoring, though, in the end that matters. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and D.C. led the league in scoring with 33 touchdowns, while yeah. Arlington was dead last. Okay. Only had twelve touchdowns on the season. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That's, that's got to give some real pause for this game. I know, I know they're playing well, but man, that, that firepower that DC has, yeah, can be I, tough. I'm taking DC all day long. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be tough. Uh, you know, for the for the Renegades. Um, you know, these two teams uh, obviously faced off against each other in the regular season, and uh, you know the defenders only came out with a two point victory in in overtime. So you know they played them played them tough in the regular season. Obviously, Arlington's riding, you know, a pretty high, you know, in the first round of the playoffs, they knocked off the, the Houston Roughnecks uh, 26 to 11. Right. 
Um, you know, and in that game, you know, the Arlington Renegades defense, you know, held Houston to their lowest point total of the season. Um, so I just think, yeah, a lot of momentum for this Renegades team coming into this championship. Obviously, they, uh, you know, much kind of like the, the Super Bowl, they kind of took like a week, a week off. They actually played their first round games were actually two weeks ago. So they kind of took took a week off. So, you know, a lot of time to prepare for each other and whatnot. Um, but like you said, yeah, that D.C. Defenders team, this is this is a team that can put up some points. Uh, so definitely the Renegades defense got to be got to be up for the task here. Um, but, you know, as much as you talk about the. They actually have scored 77. So out of out of 146 of their points that they've scored all year. 77 of them have been off of turnovers wow. almost more than 50 percent of their points have been off of turnovers yeah, so this is a uh, you know a defense um in arlington that led the league in interceptions and then were tied for second in fumble recovery so this is a this is a nasty defense that can you know cause you to make mistakes and then they they, they capitalize on it so if, if, if dc wants to come out on top in this one they got to take care of the ball not you know not let arlington's team get a lot of easy opportunities, a lot of easy chances to get to get points. Um, I think if you're DC, yeah, you got to make Arlington drive the length of the field right. on you. And I, I just don't think that Arlington's going to be able to do that. But, you know, I just I like the momentum. I like I like, you know, where the Renegades are headed in this one. Uh, I like the uh, the underdogs here to, to take a win and, you know, take home that that trophy. Um, you know, obviously, Arlington also coached by the legendary, you know, Bob Stoops as well on the on the sideline. And then uh, Reggie Barlow is is who the coach is for D.C. Defenders. Obviously spent some time in the NFL and, you know, around the NFL as both a player and a, and a coach. So, you know, two two guys that are, you know, legends in their own in their own right, um, you know, and, and coaching these coaching these teams. So but, you know, I just I just like the Renegades here like that, like that momentum that they got, you know, that big victory they got in their first round playoff game. Uh, you know, I like the like the underdogs to take home, you know, somewhat playing in their backyard, you know, somewhat in San Antonio. Uh, you know, DC having to make somewhat of a of a longer trip there to to Texas, but uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, that that game is on on Saturday at, at eight o'clock p.m. over on ABC, so somewhat prime time, you know, prime time matchup, uh, prime time uh, slot there on the on the TV. So, you know, going to be a lot going on over the weekend, but uh, you know, to get a chance, tune into this one and. See how it see how it plays out. Yeah, so absolutely, I was, I was trying to look through my apps here to see if yeah. I could actually find a spread on this one. I yeah, there must not be a lot of action on the XFL games. I yeah, mean, I'm not yeah. finding much out there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, ESPN had had defenders favored by six points. Mm -hmm. You know, to start in this one, uh, I'm not I'm not sure that a lot of I don't even know if, if any of the sports books cover cover them in their you know in their book or not. Yeah. Um, you know, like FanDuel. You know, I use FanDuel mostly for. For my betting, uh, they they don't have the XFL on you know the current slate. They do have the USFL on there though, ironically. Um, but you know, no XFL you know on there right now. So we'll see if that you know season two, if or I guess season three probably at this point. Right. Um, they you know we'll see if they you know can strike a deal or you know get that get that changed. Obviously, a lot of a lot of money to be made for that. So, but yeah, tune in this weekend for you know the inaugural championship game. You see see how it comes out. Um, you know, obviously, yeah. Two opposite opposite teams, you know, defenders with that nine and one record, and Arlington with with four and six. So definitely a, a David versus Goliath in yep, this sir. one. But uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it how it plays out. And 
Uh, you know, Matt, Matt's picking the defenders. I got the Renegades. Mm-hmm. One of us is going home with right. a win. Somebody's <laughs> going home with a loss. So give us something to root for as we watch. Right, it. right, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, moving over to to hockey before we continue our uh, playoff talk. A little bit of coaching change, coaching news. Um, the New York Rangers, who you know got put out in a seven game series uh, in the first round uh, this this past playoffs to to the New Jersey Devils, who we have on the TV here. Uh, making a change of the guard at the at the head coaching position, um, they they decided to let go of uh, Gerard Gallant um, in only his second season as the as the head coach there for for the Rangers. Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on on this one? Good, bad? You know what? What do you think? You know, I I, I find it a little odd because the, the Rangers weren't anything to write home about before he came to town. Mm-hmm. They've been in the playoffs two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know they're not advancing far in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they're at least playing well. They're getting there. They're doing a lot more than a lot of other teams can ask. Mm-hmm. So they're getting in. And, and you know, Gallant's done well pretty much everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. He's had uh, multiple stops. He had three seasons in Columbus, three seasons in Florida, three in Las Vegas mm-hmm. where he took him to the Stanley Cup championship. And their very first season yeah, as a right. team. So. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, the guy's got a heck of a track record. Mm-hmm. I, I think they should have gave him more time to really see what he could do in New York. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not really sure. I mean, this is a guy, obviously, yeah, like you said, second season, you know, only two seasons with the team. First first season with the team, he goes all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, does lose a tough battle against, you know, I think anybody would have lost to in a Tampa Bay Lightning team that, right. you know, has been magical the last several seasons. So, you know, went, yeah, went the distance with, you know, a, a Stanley Cup, Goliath um and and you know nearly came out came out on top in his first season with the team and then you know second season yeah not quite as as you know good as as what they had you know the first season but still made it to the playoffs mm-hmm. um had a great overall record with with the Rangers my guess is that just probably I don't know his coaching style his you know his personality whatever just wasn't meshing with the team or you right. know whatever the case might be um you know I, I feel like that's probably probably where where it lies or you know probably you know just locker room you know stuff behind the scenes that we we don't know about that that probably led a little bit more to this um i think probably at the same time you know upper management or you know the the front office was expecting a little bit more in the playoffs um you know if you recall at the trade deadline uh the rangers were kind of big you know big players at the trade deadline they did did make trades for Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarashenko at the at the at the trade deadline. You know, two two star wingers. You right. know, for in the NHL, um, and you know both those guys are are set to become unrestricted free agents this off season. So it was kind of a I don't know they they kind of went all in at the trade deadline and were hoping you know to make a run or you know get over the hump and make it into that actual Stanley Cup and you know potentially bring home a. Stanley Cup, you know, Lord Stanley's Cup back to back to New York, but you know, just weren't able to do it. Um, you know, came up against a New Jersey team that, you know, again, go seven games, mm-hmm. anything, anything can happen there. So, uh, but yeah, just kind of kind of a still at the end of the day, I think it's yeah, very head scratching to yeah. me. I, I this guy is gonna land somewhere. I'm hoping he comes back to yeah, Columbus. Exactly. You know? I think uh, the same thing. Um, uh, you know, obviously the Columbus didn't land the number one pick. They did get number three though. So they're going to be picking up towards the top. Right. Um, you know, going to get hopefully a star guy to, you know, continue to rebuild that, rebuild that team. 
Um, but they can be healthy next year too. Right. You know, line A back healthy, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Goudreau. Right. Right. You know, you got some star power there. Yeah. If you get a coach that can bring these guys together. Right. Absolutely. Turn that thing around quick. And obviously got, got familiarity with the team already, mm-hmm. you know, like you mentioned, been with the blue jackets before. So, you know, has, has that familiarity there, obviously probably some changing of players since he's yeah. been there and whatnot, changing of the guard. But, uh, you know, I think this guy, this guy will find another job mm-hmm. in the, in the NHL. I expect him to be on the, you know, on the sideline there on the, you know, in the box for, for, for somebody, um, you know, so we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, what the Rangers decide to do, you know, who they decide to replace, replace Gallant here or, you know, and where, you know, Gerard decides to, you know, call his new home, you know, during the off season. Right. So, all right. Well, like I mentioned, we're going to talk, continue to talk a little playoff talk. Um, we'll get it started. The team where we got the two teams we got on the TV right now, and that's the Carolina Hurricanes up up three to one in this one. And uh, you know what do you what do you think? Hurricanes, you know it's it's tied zero zero almost into the first period. Uh, the Hurricanes put away the Devils tonight, or are we looking at game going game six? Well, you know my personal betting preference, I, I pick Carolina to win this thing tonight. But yeah. I'll tell you what. Yeah, New Jersey's doing exactly what they need to do, and I believe they just scored a goal. Yeah. Oh. So they're up one nothing. All right. You know, they, they got to keep this thing close because mm-hmm. that, that's kind of been the difference this series where um, Carolina, they, they pull out yeah. and that's all she wrote. Yeah, right. So, you know, it, it, it's a, Jersey's doing exactly what they need to do to kind of get off to a hot start this thing into a game, uh, game six, six here. Yeah. So, yep. you know, they're, they're, they're playing well. And, uh, you know, for me, I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping Carolina wins since I put a little, a <laughs> little bit on them, but you know, New Jersey's, Starting off, starting off, starting off hot. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, been interesting. I mean, yeah, I think in game three, you know, New Jersey took it by a score of eight to four in that one. And and that was, again, a, a game in which New Jersey got off to an early lead, got off to a hot start, um, really, really, you know, showed their showed their pieces and, and went with the lineup that really favored their offense in that game. Uh, stuck with kind of the same tactic in game four and got blown out six to one. Um, I was going to say, other than that one game, though, right. New Jersey's averaging one goal per mm, game in right. the series. Yeah. That, that's not going to get it done against mm, anybody. No. So they're going to need a lot more tonight as well. Yeah, and I think it, it does. It starts early because, I mean, this Hurricanes team, they're not they're not known as an offensive juggernaut. Obviously, in this series, they've been you know scoring goals left and right, but they're not typically a team that scores a lot of goals. Right. They beat you with their tough, tough defense that they got. And New Jersey's run into that. I right. mean, one goal in, in three out of the four games – yeah, they, they've seen it, seen a lot of that, you know, so I think it does help New Jersey getting on the board early, getting those early yeah. shots, getting, you know, those opportunities, puts pressure on. you know, puts opportunities on the, on, you know, Hurricanes goalie, um, just because the Hurricanes do a nice job of even, you know, stopping the puck before it even gets to the goal. They're, they're playing defense so well, it doesn't even make it to mm-hmm. make it to the goalie. So they really take the pressure off of their goalie. So I think, yeah, New Jersey, they want to have a chance to win this game and continue to win in this series. They've got to really get after it early, early on, or yeah, they're 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 going home. You know, going to be watching. You know, watching from the couch. But uh, you know, I, I, this Hurricanes team to me is just too tough defensively. Um, you know, they, they they're going to score some goals here and there, but they're going to limit those opportunities for. Yeah. I think New Jersey maybe gets gets one tonight, but then I think the Hurricanes close it out in in Game Six. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think probably for you know, New Jersey's sake, obviously they're hoping to get to game seven. Right. Uh, Carolina's, you know, hoping that that's not what happened. Yeah. You never, you never want to let a team get back get in life, it. Yeah. And, and because again, you get the game seven, anything, yep. anything, anything has happen. happened. So 
we shall see what what happens. Uh, but yeah, this this one New Jersey, New Jersey up early, one nothing in this one in the first period. So we'll see see how it plays out. Moving over then to the uh, other series in the East. Man, oh man, the Panthers continue their their run here. Um, but finally, Toronto shows some signs of life in this one. Uh, but the Panthers up three to three to one in the series. Um, like I said, Maple Leafs show some signs of signs of life. They they get a a close battle, close win in Game Four on the road uh, by a score of two to one. But outside of that, it's been all Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, game one, two, and three, all all Panthers in this one. Obviously, we know you know the Panthers knocked off the Bruins in Round One. Uh, you know, somewhat snuck their way into the playoffs. But again, it, they're they're playing hot. They're, they're hot playing right well. And they're yeah. getting they're getting going. And, and and in the games that I've watched, they've gotten off to somewhat. They've gotten off to bad starts. Actually, right. Maple Leafs have really been up. You know, two nothing, three nothing, and then the Panthers just find a way to. We we're actually doing this show during Game One. Right. I'm like, well, they're down. They're a down goals. two nothing. Yeah. Is, yeah gonna this go, is it. Go, Fast. Right, and then the next thing you know, the Panthers goal one, goal two, yep. goal three. I mean, it just yeah, they just you never they never stop fighting, and yeah. I think that's that's definitely the mantra of this of this team. Uh, they they just keep keep going at it, and and you know, so the Maple Leaves are on the on the ropes here, and and in big trouble. Uh, obviously, going back to Toronto for for Game Five, uh, but uh, you like you like the chances the Maple Leaves. You think the Panthers put them put them out? <clears throat> I don't know if they'll put them out, uh, you know, in their next game, but I, I think Florida a three-one. That's just tough to overcome. Yeah, you yeah. got to win three straight, right? Right. And I just I, I don't like the odds mm-hmm. of that. I think Florida, especially with a goaltender like Sergei Bobrovsky, yes, you, you give him three games to win one, mm-hmm. he's gonna do he's it. gonna find a way. Yeah. And and you know we we mentioned it, and you know Matt has mentioned it. You know Bobrovsky is almost a different goalie when it comes playoff time and, and in a bad way right but in this series he's, he's been up. lights out he's been you know back to his old self that we're used to seeing i mean this guy um you know in the first two games uh only gave up you know two goals to you know to himself um and then you know through the series so far he's got 91 saves on 97 shots so Impressive. the guys the guy's playing well uh you know playing like his old self like he was you know in columbus there um, but you know, even kind of changing the uh, you know his his mo, you know, when it comes to playoff time, he's he's uh, really 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 doing well for this Panthers team. But uh, man, they're just they're just too hot, you know. I I like the Maple Leafs coming into this series just because they finally got over the hump of winning right. a first round series. I thought that's it, the mental <laughs> block is there. This Maple Leafs team's going to go far, but man, they're right back to their old ways that yeah. we're used to seeing them play in the first round. They now are doing again in the second round. Their offense is where is it? They're they're guys that they have, you know, Austin Matthews. Um, who else? We got Mitchell Marner, William Nylander, John Tavares. I mean, you name it. They got four forwards right there that can score, right? Uh, you know, on a whim, and putting up goose eggs. And they got you know nothing coming into yeah. this, you know, coming into this this series with the Panthers. And you know, I mean, that probably means hats off to the Panthers doing a nice job. to keep their playoff hopes alive they have got to get those four guys going and get them going quick there, there is no tomorrow at this yeah. point so we shall see you know what what happens in game five see what the maple leaves can do um you know see if they can keep keep it going or you know if the panthers can continue their their miraculous uh playoff run here mm-hmm. moving over then to the western western conference uh we got a series that's tied two to two the uh you know vegas golden knights and the edmonton oilers been a back and forth contest, literally, you know, game one to the Golden Knights, 
then to the Oilers, then back to the Golden Knights, then back to the back to the Oilers. And it's been crazy too, because yeah. it's been blowout after, after blowout. Right. Outside of game one, you know, still again a six to four, right. you know, contest in game one. Game two, Oilers five to one. Game three, Golden Knights five to one. Game four, Oilers four to one. Right. So it, yeah, it's been it's it's kind of hard to you know make you know <laughs> yeah, what's at this going point on here. Somebody put a goalie out there that can get some stops. I think is probably the key. You know, whoever can put a goalie in the net that can get some get consistent, some consistent a couple games together, right? Consistent stops. You got you know you got this series in hand, but you know, I, honestly, you know, I, I think you know the Golden Knights are are in trouble a little bit here. I just think because the Oilers they do have that offense, they mm. do have that firepower. You know, if they do keep getting in these you know big shootouts or these you know high scoring affairs. Not sure that the Golden Knights can match the Oilers right. point for point in this one. So I think the Golden Knights have to keep it somewhat of a lower lower scoring game to to really you know give themselves give themselves a chance. Because uh, yeah, you with with those you know three different scores that the Oilers have on that offensive side, you know it never count them out. Mm-hmm. They can score and score in a hurry. Uh, Matt, any any other thoughts on that on that series? No, I, I think you really summed it up. This, the series has been crazy back and forth. Yeah, man, like with that firepower Edmonton has. It, I like their chances yeah. to be able to string together a couple of offensive mm-hmm. games right, to close right. this thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, obviously game, game five going back to, you know, going back to Vegas here uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. So we'll see, you know, obviously two, two, usually whoever wins, you know, a, a tied series at two, two and whoever wins game five mm-hmm. usually is pretty high percentage of winning, winning the series going forward. So game five is always pretty important, pretty important in this one. So, uh, I think, you know, both teams going to have to be, you know, on their A game mm-hmm. on both both sides of the ice, hopefully. Uh, I think that's going to be, yeah, going to be the key. Who who can have consistency on both both sides of the ice to really get this get this thing going. So mm-hmm. then uh, last last series over in the West, we got the uh, Dallas Stars. It's also tied, you know, two to two Dallas Stars taking on the Seattle Kraken. You know, another surprise team, the Kraken, you know, knocked off the defending uh, Stanley Cup champs in, in the Colorado Avalanche and you know, continuing to, to play well in this in this second round and give, you know, the Dallas Stars a run for their money. So, like I said, tied tied two to two in this one. Again, another back and forth contest. But the Kraken are, you know, holding their own. Uh, Matt, what do, you, what do you think about this series? Any any thoughts? Yeah, man, this Kraken team's just, they've been pesky, you know. I mean, they, they, they pest their way through the first round and, and actually, you know, scored the upset. Yeah, yeah. Now they're doing the same thing. They're mm-hmm. just being pesky to the Dallas team. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're – both teams are averaging four goals a game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this thing's just been back and forth. Uh, neither team, you know, has a real advantage here. So yeah. anything can happen. Right. I, so I, I like uh, Seattle in, in the game coming up here. Um, game five. Just because they're, they're home. Yep. And it seems like home has played played a nice role in this thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I'm going with Seattle in this next game. But this series could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I think, I think key in this one, uh, you know, uh, for me, Dallas has got to get their their guy going in, in Jason Robertson. Uh, so far through the series, through four games, he's got no points, zero mm-hmm. points, not even an assist on the on in in the series. Um, and this was a guy that had seven points, two goals, and five assists in in the six games that they played against the Wild. So it was a big you know big key, big piece in that in that first round series. But yeah, a guy that hasn't really gotten going here in the in you know in this series. Um, you know, and I think the Kraken, yeah, just stick to what you know, continue to do what, you know, what's got you here so far, um, you know, and then just, yeah, continue to be uh, pesky on that, on that defensive side and, you know, force, force Dallas into some mistakes or, you know, to kind of get out of their, get out of their rhythm. I think, you know, the Kraken, yeah, have a, have a good shot again, 
pivotal game five, you yeah. know, here tonight, you know, uh, later on after this, you know, New Jersey game is over. Uh, so yeah, it's, again, whoever wins game five usually goes on to win, you know, win, you know, win the series, you know, probably 70, 80% of the time. So it's funny that that's the pivotal kind of swing game mm -hmm. because it should favor the road team most mm -hmm. of the time. Though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, what, uh, what happens? I think, yeah, obviously, um, you know, the stars got to get, got to get Jason Robertson going, but their goalie and, and, and Jake Ottinger has to, you know, continue to play well, like he did in the, uh, you know, in the first round against the wild. I think that's been, been the difference when he plays well, this stars team, you know, excels and, and, you know, plays, plays really well on both, both sides of the ice. Uh, when he, you know, especially game three was, was horrible in game three, uh, you know, obviously lost seven to two in that one. So, I think he's he's the key. Got to got to get him, you know, going early in Seattle if they want to have a chance. Got to got to attack him early and get him out of his out of his rhythm. So we'll see see what happens. Like I said, game five tonight, pivotal pivotal matchup uh, between the Stars and the Kraken. We'll see if the Kraken continue their you know their run here or you know Stars take take game five. Sure. So all right, we're gonna take a real quick uh, commercial break. We'll be right back. Talk a little bit of uh, you know NBA news when we get back. So stick with us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking with us. Like I mentioned before the break, I'm going to talk a little bit of NBA news. Uh, some more uh, NFL, NBA you know, coaching shuffling going on here. Um, Milwaukee Bucks looking for a new head coach uh, after their first round exit, you know, early exit for this team that, you know, had the best record in the NBA coming into the playoffs, uh, you know, another, you know, first round loss, not only, you know, and not even maybe even a tight, a tight series. I mean, lost five in five games to the Miami Heat, but, you know, <laughs> this Heat team is playing well as anybody. I don't think right. anybody could be at this point as well as they're, as well, as well as they're playing. So just, you know, unfortunate, uh, you know, circumstances for this Bucks team, but you know, like I mentioned, you know, Mike Budenholzer for the Bucks, uh, going to be looking for looking for a new job. You know, in in the off season. Um, you know, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this on this firing? You know, good move for the Bucks. You know, what what do you think? Yeah, shocked is is what I am on yeah. this deal. I mean, the guy just a couple seasons ago led the Bucks to an NBA championship, and yeah. ever since they've been a top two or three team mm -hmm. in the East, yep. content ha having a shot to be a contender for a championship every year. Yep. You don't fire coaches like that, mm -hmm. especially in a place like Milwaukee, who before right. he got there was a dumpster fire. Mm -hmm. They they weren't winning that much. And, right. You know, I, I don't know if you chalk that up to Giannis or if you chalk it up to Budenholzer or, right. or a right. little bit of both, mm -hmm. but man, you got to give the guy his respect there. Mm -hmm. He win the championship, win the conference multiple years. Right. I, yeah, I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, um, you know, when when the final buzzer sounded and, you know, I, I saw that the Bucks had lost, you know, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, Somebody's gonna I got a, I got a funny feeling that this is somebody's losing their losing their job or something mm -hmm. something big is happening with this Bucks team. 
Um, just because, I mean, as good as Budenholzer has been in the regular season, outside of that, you know, championship run that they had, you know, a couple of years ago, it seems that it's somewhat of a trend that this guy always great in the regular season, mm-hmm. but then when it comes playoff time, they aren't the same team. They, they, you know, something, something changes, um, you know, and I think that has somewhat to do with a lot of, you know, maybe the coaching style or just, you know, somewhat of him second guessing himself because you can look at even this first round series with the heat, um, you know, they blew, they had double digit leads in both game four and game five lost both of those games. Game five specifically, there were multiple times that the Bucks could have won, you know, could have won the game on the on the final position, final possession, either in regulation or in overtime. But and and the Bucks also had multiple timeouts to use mm-hmm. and no no timeouts, no, you know, nothing, nothing like that to get get something to set up, you know, for for that. I think obviously, yeah, people are gonna second guess themselves all the time. I, I think Obviously, if had gone the other way where, you know, they had won those games or won game five or, you know, whatever, nobody would have even cared that he didn't use right. those timeouts. But because you had those timeouts, you didn't use them, and you lost the game and had an opportunity in regulation and in overtime to win, yeah, people are going to start, you know, going to start talking, man, what are you doing? You know, right. this is you're, – you're a coach that obviously coached this team to best record in the NBA, and here we are in the playoffs, and, you know, we – look like we forgot how to play basketball. So, um, you know, yeah, just, I think that was the trend that, that the Bucks were seeing is that, I mean, because this, this guy, not only, you know, they had the best record this year, but they also had it two other times mm-hmm. while he was there in Milwaukee. Um, but they never made it to the NBA finals in any of those years. So, and I know it's tough. It's, it's not an easy thing. You know, everybody says, Oh, you know, just get to the playoffs, make it to the final, you know, whatever. It's, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do because again, it is a different level of basketball mm-hmm. when you get to the playoffs. It's not, it's not the same. We know it's a regular season. Uh, so it, it, you gotta get yourself mentally and physically prepared for that, you know, that next level. Um, and I think it starts, starts there with, with the head coach. So, you know, though, I, that's the funny thing. Cause had they won that first round against Miami, right. We probably wouldn't be talking anything because no. then they bow out to a number five and that's not so bad. Right. But, the eight seed is better than the five seed. They're showing it right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think my, Miami wasn't your typical eight seed. Mm-hmm. They, they underachieved all season mm-hmm. long. But yeah, they, absolutely. They were a championship caliber team. They were one shot away from being the championship a year ago. Uh-huh. And that whole team's pretty much back. So, yeah. right. I mean, it's not like they lost to a bad team. Right. I, I think that's what people are, oh, one loss to an eight. Right. And right. I think he's, you know, heads are rolling because of mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. you got to look at who that eight is. It's yeah. not the same. Same, same typical eight seed you're yeah. used to seeing. Yeah, like I said, it, it a buzz saw that you ran. I mean, Jimmy Butler played his lights out in yeah. that first round. I mean, is doing is. doing the same thing yeah. in this second round. Uh, yeah, just again, somewhat of unfortunate events for this Bucks yeah. team. And I think at the same time, though, it, when something like this happens, somebody's got to answer for it. Somebody's got to, you know, somebody's got to take accountability for it. Uh, and, and most of the time, that's that's the head coach, you know, it's either the star player has to take accountability and, and Giannis ultimately did. I mean, he, he admitted, um, you know, at the end of the, end of the series that, you know, this obviously, you know, was, was somewhat of a failure, but it's a step towards, you know, step towards success at the same time. Uh, But, you know, yeah, when something big like this, when the best team in the NBA, you know, loses in the first round and, loses in pretty, you know, convincingly manner. I I think at the same time, if they had been competitive in this, mm-hmm. let's say this game goes, you know, this series goes seven games. 
and they lose, I think it's borderline. You know, he's probably still maybe got maybe. got his job or whatever. But the fact that they lost, you know, almost got swept in the first round, it, it, it adds just another you know blemish to it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I this guy will he'll he'll find another job you know somewhere you know with, oh, yeah. with another team he's again a great coach when it comes regular season he's you know, probably nobody better in the business than you know coaching this team during the regular season it's come playoff time that he really has had his his shortcomings outside of leading the bucks to that you know that that championship uh which is you know even crazier to think uh cuz i you know saw something that the last 3 last 4 nba champs the only coach that's still standing is Steve Kerr, who you know won it last <laughs> right. year. Out of the last four NBA champions, three of the four coaches are no longer with their teams, Man. and that you know includes Nick Nurse, who we talked about you know a week ago uh, about you know him being let go by the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, Frank Vogel, who won it with the Lakers, you know no longer you know no longer with the Los Angeles Lakers, and now you know Budenholzer let go with you know with the bucks and like i said the only guy standing at this point is, is steve kerr um so uh, i guess short of repeating or three-peating it, it right. doesn't mean anything to win a championship these yeah, days yeah it's it's yeah gotta have that consistent success yeah. i guess and uh yeah obviously steve kerr has had you know phenomenal success in golden state um you know always got his team ready to go when it comes playoff time but uh yeah i just think yeah unfortunate string of events for you know budenholzer but yeah i just I had a funny feeling when I when I saw that that buzzer go off, mm-hmm. you know, final game. I was like, somebody somebody's answer for this, and and in this case, it you know was the head coach for Milwaukee. Right. So, all right, well, moving over then to the NBA NBA playoffs, going to continue on our second round coverage here. Uh, start with the series that you know, man, Philly's battling in this one, yes, up three to three to two over the Boston Celtics, who you know I've been high on you know a lot during the season as repeating and, and potentially finally getting over the hump and winning, mm-hmm. you know, an NBA championship. But man, Philly's Philly's playing hard. Um uh, they're like I said, three to two in the series. Um, you know, they've looked good the last, you know, game four and five. They mm-hmm. they looked they looked in it. Um they looked they looked locked in. They finally looked like the 76ers team that we thought we thought we were gonna get yeah. and have thought we were gonna get not only in this playoffs, but in, in past playoffs mm-hmm. as well. They're they're finally looking like a team that that uh, you know is is you know can can get over the hump and, and finally make a make a run here and you know I, I'd even go out on the limb here and say whoever wins this series mm-hmm. may just go on to win the whole darn thing you at this point so, yeah. um, because you know obviously Game Six happening I think right now or you know happening at this at this moment um, so we'll see you know obviously a, a pivotal game back in Philadelphia Celtics you know on the brink of elimination but. They seem to always play their best when their backs are against the wall here. Um, you know, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on the series? What what do you think about this? Well, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. Boston out to a 13-3 lead to start this thing. So yep. they're fighting for their playoff lives. They mm-hmm. want to get back to a championship. Yeah. But you know, they've kind of done that this whole series. Mm-hmm. They've stretched out to a big lead and then Let Philly just, just fell apart back. towards yeah. the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So they need to play four full quarters of basketball to mm-hmm. to really show they're in it. But to me, the story of this series has been James Harden. Mm-hmm. This guy's averaging 26.4 points per game in this series. Right. You know, that a guy that we thought was long since gone. <laughs> right. Yeah, he hasn't played like that in, in years. Mm-hmm. And this whole playoffs, he's really been leading this team. Right. And, you know, just be, t- taking out. command. Yeah. So, you know, got to be impressed mm. with, with what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think, yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, – I think for Philly's sake, you – 
absolutely, absolutely have to get it done tonight. You mm-hmm. go back to Boston game seven. Yeah. It, it It's over. This is a Philly team that again has somewhat of that mental block where right. when they, yeah, when they can't close out series, it starts to set in their mindset. Uh, here we go again. You know, we can't, we can't get over the hump. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to, you, obviously, if you want to move on, you got to win tonight because you get back game seven, go back to Boston. I really don't don't like your chances. Although the Philadelphia, you know, the Celtics have not played great at all during right. the playoffs at home. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see. But I just think, yeah, from a mental standpoint, seventy yeah, sixers to overcome. Yeah, have to get it done tonight if they want to. You know, if they you know want to have a, a real shot at, at winning this thing and moving on to the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. Finals. So. All right, moving over to the other other uh, uh, matchup in the East. Uh, another series that's three to two. Uh, the Knicks, you know, kept their playoff hopes alive last mm-hmm. night, uh, getting a pivotal win. Uh, but you know, most of this series has been, you know, somewhat been all heat in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, up, to, like I said, three to two in this one over the New York Knicks. Um, Matt, any any thoughts on that series? Any any keys? You know, did the Heat close them out, or you know, are we going Game Seven in this one? <clears throat> Uh, I think the Heat probably closed this one out because mm-hmm. I mean New York gave it everything they had yeah. to to get to, get to one more life. Right, and, right. Uh, I, I think they put too much out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna have anything left in the tank. Yeah, but, you know this series has just been about injury. And, yeah, you know, and you got Julius Randle who's playing on a bum ankle, not playing anything like his All Star self. Yeah. So you know it's it's really taking Jalen Brunson to to be kind of a he man out right, there right. to to even he, give them a shot. He, he definitely carried them yeah. in Game Five and, and for the series. He's averaging twenty nine points a game. I mean mm-hmm. he he's playing like a legit star. And right. They need every bit of it. But right. Jimmy Butler's just an assassin mm-hmm. when it comes playoff mm-hmm. time. He's averaging twenty five points per game. Yep. And he's leading a bunch of these. You know. Second team guys, guys right, you right. know Tyler Hero's out. You yep. got some other guys for uh, Miami out. So mm-hmm. he's just he's he's leading the charge with yep. a bunch of bench guys that know know their roles and, and mm-hmm. know how to play that way. They've got six guys scoring in double digits on yeah. this team. So spreading, spreading the wealth. So yeah, I mean it's it doesn't have to be one guy. It can be a bunch of different guys any given night. And mm-hmm. you know you, you gotta like how Miami's playing ball. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know it, it's been somewhat of a contrasting team that we're seeing you know in that first round series the Knicks against the you know against the Cavs they they bullied the Cavs mm-hmm. they they straight out rebounded them offensive glass defensive glass they straight killing them on the boards mm-hmm. you could say the opposite in this series the Heat are killing the Knicks on the boards it's been yeah a very contrasting you know we, we thought you know the Knicks would be a lot more physical and you know continue that trend here in this in this second round and it's been all heat on the on the boards uh, in this in and they're this the series. smaller team. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. even like they've got a size advantage no, or something that's no. making that difference. Absolutely, uh, but yeah, just the will of this Heat team. Just you know, they obviously got that first round upset of the Bucks, and this is just a team that nobody wants to face right. at this time. They're they're again not the best team, not the most all stars, not you know whatever. They're just playing consistent ball, mm-hmm. sticking to what they're good at. They hustle. They they give it their all any given night. Um, and I, I like this Heat team, and they're led by you know by Jimmy Butler there that kind of resembles that hard fought tenacity that yeah. that uh, you know the Heat resemble there. Um, but you know for me, it, it it's really you know Bam Adebayo has really stepped up his game because that first round series against the Cavs, he he didn't really play all that great mm-hmm. in the first round, but this second round he's he's really stepped up his game and been kind of that one, two punch for, for Jimmy Butler, um, you know, with, with hero being out and, you know, obviously not coming back 
at all during the playoffs. Right. You know, Adebayo has really stepped up, stepped up his game and, and really been a pivotal piece, you know, key piece for, for the heat. Um, you know, I just think, yeah, the Knicks, they, yeah, the two games that they have won, they've had to give everything they've got yeah. to get those two wins. I just don't know that they can sustain that for two more, two more games. Right. Um, I, I think the heat, heat got this one, got this one locked up. I think they win game six, you know, obviously back in Miami, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to be, going to be tough. Uh, I think, yeah, the heat, the heat closed it out, advanced to the Eastern conference finals as a, as an eight seed. And, you know, I think it was continue their run. I think if they make it to the fine, if they make it to the NBA finals, it'll be the first time since like, 1998 that an eight seed has ever you know has made it to the NBA finals. So we'll see if they can continue to, you know, make history or, you know, whatnot for that, for that heat team. They're, they're playing well. And again, I don't think a team that anybody, you know, wants to see right. just with that momentum that they have going. So, all right, moving over to the West, um, you know, the, the highest, you know, highest seed left in the whole thing, the Denver nuggets up three to up three to two against the, uh, the four seeded Phoenix suns, um, you know, game six, tonight after this Philly 76ers game, um, you know, Nuggets, you know, took games one and two Suns, you know, took games three and four, then, you know, the Nuggets back on their home court, you know, took, took game five, mm-hmm. you know, going back to Phoenix now game six. Um, what do you, what do you think, Matt? You think the Suns can force game seven here or, or are we talking about the Nuggets moving on? You know, if the Suns were healthy, I'd, I'd have a pretty good feeling about them being able to force a game seven, but you know, you got C- CP3 out, you got Aiton out. Yeah. You know, that, that's a lot of size and a lot of passing right. and setting plays up that just isn't there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think Denver closes it out tonight. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, who, who's going to guard Jokic at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that guy, not that the guy, like, you know, goes off for a time, but he just does a lot for that team as right. a big man. I mean, he scores, he rebounds, he, you know, protects spreads the, the ball, you know, spreads the ball, protects the rim. I mean, Big guy, you know, and then, you know, not having your main star player there to, to you know, keep him in check. That's going to be going to be tough for, you know, whoever they bring. I mean, this is a Suns team that doesn't have a deep bench. They don't play a lot of, you know, uh, minutes off of their bench. I mean, these, right. their starters, I'm pretty sure almost all their starters average almost 40 minutes a night. And and this is a team, you know, that obviously got a two-headed monster in, in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. But, man, their legs have got to be jello at this point. Right. I mean, they, they have you know, given they're all, you know, not only in this series, but in the playoffs in general, playing mm-hmm. well over 40 minutes a game. I just don't know how, you know, how you can keep that going right. with it, with a Denver team that is much, much deeper, mm-hmm. a lot more bodies to throw at those guys. Well, especially a guy like Kevin Durant, yeah. who hasn't even played a full season for, for, for quite, a while. quite a while. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, getting deeper into the playoffs, you know, something that he hasn't done here for a while either. Uh, yeah. His, his legs have, you know, gotta be, gotta be jello at this point, but We'll see. Obviously, you know, if you want to get back in this series, obviously you want those two guys on your team. There's probably no two better guys to have on your team down three to two in a series uh, to, to, you know, help you force a game seven and Devin Booker and, and, and Kevin Durant. Um, but, you know, it's going to be going to be tough. This Nuggets team just, yeah, very, very deep, gets a lot of, you know, points and gets a lot of action from a lot of their guys. Uh, going to be going to be tough for the Suns to overcome this one. But, uh you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but you know, I think, I think the Nuggets get it done game six tight, tight battle, but I think the Nuggets come out on top and, you know, send the, send the Suns home. So, all right, well, last matchup we got for the night, uh, still over in the Western conference, um, the defending NBA champs down three to two, they kept their playoff hopes alive as well. Last night, got, got a, 
got a crucial win in game five series going back to LA. Uh, like I said, Lakers up three to two in this series. Uh, you think the Warriors can force game seven matter? We, we talking, you know, um, uh, Lakers, Lakers win it and heading to the Western conference finals. You know, I, I think golden state can force a game seven, but they're going to have to have some guys step up because where has Jordan Poole been all mm-hmm. series, you yeah. know, where has uh, clay Thomas been, mm-hmm. he hasn't mm-hmm. played all that great either. Yeah. Uh, Draymond has right. been on again, off again. Mm-hmm. You know, they need those guys to step because Curry's playing his heart out. I think yeah. he's averaging something like 30 points a game mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing it all. You know, he, but if, if his teammates can step up and, and help him out even a little tonight, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll force a game seven. And okay. This thing can go either way. All right. Yeah. No, I just think in this series, the Warriors are somewhat beating themselves, mm-hmm. I think, in this one. They, they have a lot of just stupid turnovers, costly mistakes. This isn't a Lakers team that's really well known for their defensive play, but the the Warriors are somewhat playing into their hands by coughing the ball up, you know, forcing stupid turnovers, right. forcing m- mental, you know, mental errors and and whatnot that in in a Warriors team that we're not used to seeing them do that. Uh just because this team has been together for so long, I mean, heck, they probably know what each other is going to wear the next time. I mean, they <laughs> right. they've been together so long that they they know each other so well that, yeah, you're not used to seeing them turn the ball over mm-hmm. like they have. I think that's been the key in this series. I think, again, another key in this one, you know, obviously Anthony Davis, you know, left, you know, left game five, um, you know, somewhat concussion type, you know, symptoms mm-hmm. didn't really rule that he had a concussion or, you know, uh, you know, suffered a concussion, but, you know, had somewhat concussion type, you know, symptoms. Uh, we'll see what, you know, his health is for game, you know, for game six, uh, obviously, I think if the Lakers want to have any shot in this series, they got to have Anthony Davis. He's been, he's been the main guy for them in this series, in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, LeBron, at you know, thirty-eight years old, has you know played played well for a thirty-eight year old, um, but uh, you know, not the not the main guy like Anthony Davis is for this for this Lakers team. Um, you know, obviously, they they got to have him out on the court to have a real real shot in this one. I think this is for me, uh, much like the 76ers, the Lakers got to get it done in game six. I, I don't like their chances going back to Golden State, a, a veteran team like Golden State who's been in this situation so many times. Right. You never can count them out the way that they can shoot the lights out every now, you know, almost every any given night they can shoot it, shoot it lights out. The Lakers have to get it done in game six. I don't like their chances. We go to game seven. Um, but, you know, I think I think the Lakers can get it done. If Anthony Davis can play in game six, I had these Lakers winning it in seven games, but I think they gotta gotta get it done in six. Right. Um, just the way that this this you know series has played out so far. Um, so yeah, I think they gotta get gotta get Anthony Davis out there on the court in game six and you know put put the Warriors away or it, it's yeah. Yeah, if the Warriors get any kind of momentum going, mm-hmm. look out. Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely a team that yeah, you don't want to get red hot, you know, at any given time because it's yeah, again, they they may be the sixth seed in the in the Western Conference, but this is definitely not your typical sixth seed either. Right. So we'll see we'll see what happened. A lot of you know a lot of exciting action still still in the NBA and still in the NHL. So we'll see uh, you know some of these teams can can close it out or you know see how many game sevens we can get. You know just here in the in the second round, it seems like it. You know both playoffs have been you know between the NBA and the NHL have been pretty pretty mm-hmm. well. You know pretty good. Um, you know a lot of long series, a lot of back and forth matchups. So we'll see what. Uh, you know, how, how the second round wraps up and, you know, see who's 
moving on to the the you know the the conference finals and making it you know one step closer to you know winning the winning the whole thing. So yes, sir. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got for the show tonight. Uh, thanks for listening to Fired Up with your host Colton Cow, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And if you want to hear other topics for future episodes, or you know, you just got a burning sports question, you want to feel you know, feel free to reach out to us on our different uh, social medias. Uh, we do have an Instagram. Our handle is Fired Up underscore Podcast, or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up comma Sports Podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about about the show. Um, And you can find this episode and all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can you can find our show. So appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay stay fired fired up. up.